0: Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Local Matters. I'm your host, Dwight Henry. Hope you're having a great Friday. Pastor Ron Allen is with me. Pastor Ron, good how are you, sir? Good afternoon, Dwight. I'm doing great. How about yourself? No complaints whatsoever. Uh, if I got any better, I think somebody's playing a trick on me. I <laughs> sure would. Hey, I have enjoyed talking about phrases that we use in Christianity sometimes in church circles that uh, sometimes we don't even understand <laughs> I agree but the world at large has no clue what we mean <laughs> so we're walking into some of those yes. and we're going to walk into another one today that I've heard literally all my life mm-hmm. and probably have said many times well meaning you know and uh, but uh, we're talk we're, we're talking about this phrase that uh, getting your soul saved. Yes. Getting your soul saved and, and and let's explore um today on local matters you know the the difference if you will the difference between Salvation of the soul and the new birth. Yes, because what we've heard all our lives is, well, it, it, you need your soul saved, saving souls. We call them souls, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. You know, we don't want to split hairs over words, but there is a difference. Yes, there yes. is a difference, and and just pick that up and run we, we with
1: know, it. We know a There's a truth to that. Uh, you know, I I, know, I don't hear this phrase as much as I used to, uh, but I you know you'd hear come to this particular revival, or some person went to a particular revival or church meeting and. Well, eight souls got saved last night. Yeah. And there's an element of truth to that if, if if someone receives Christ into their life. But actually, the process of, of the soul being saved is over our lifetime. What happened at that revival was people, eight people were born again, were yeah. recreated, accepted Christ into their life. You know, if they went, if they, if they went, up to the altar, or publicly made a profession of faith and accepted Christ into their life, it didn't mean at that point that all of their thinking patterns, or all of their emotions, or their will was changed or transformed. That's a that's a process of life. That's something that happens uh, as a, to us or for us as we walk with the Lord. And you know, the saving of the soul is something that actually James mentions. James actually wrote his letter to believers. He said he addressed his letter to brethren, and he talked about, you know, in the first chapter there, temptations. And I think if you go on down to James one twenty one, it says he told the brethren, he says, brethren, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. Which we, is different from he, your spirit. Yes, he was already talking to people that had been spiritually born again or yeah. spiritually recreated. But he said, receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. And and what maybe we could define... Actually, yeah, give the yeah. definition of what the difference is between the spirit yeah, because, and the soul. Because like because, you
0: say, there's some truth in that. But the soul, let's walk into it yes. because we we are, and I'll just kind of give the general outline here and get you to walk into it. We are we are spirit beings. Yes. God's a spirit. We're a spirit. Our spirits will live forever somewhere mm-hmm. with God or separated from God in, in hell. Uh-huh. Uh, we are spirit beings. We have a soulish realm. Yes. Our mind, our will, our emotions, that constitutes our soulish realm. Mm-hmm. And then, but and temporarily, we live in a body. Yes, it's our earth suit. We mm-hmm. walk around in it for a while, but we will lay it down, and our spirit will leave our body and and spend eternity somewhere. Uh, so that, that's what we are—spirit bodies, and then our spirits, and then with the souls your own mind, will, and emotions. And what happens at
1: salvation—the initial one-time experience—is yes. for the spirit. Yes, and in First Thessalonians five twenty-three, Paul made this marvelous statement. He said. I pray God that your whole spirit WHOLE yeah. that your complete or whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of the Lord and and see there we get there we get a real uh, grasp of the spirit, soul, and body. And and I think, Dwight, you know, we could we could really walk through this too a lot is that people get that so confused sometimes. They think, well how could someone go to a revival meeting or a church meeting or a Sunday service and get saved or their soul get saved and then maybe two or three weeks later have an issue, a problem in their life, maybe end up going to a bar you do a or something out how do that. How would you do that, that? A, yeah, you right. do that mm-hmm. if you really got saved? And and the truth of the Matter is, people really do get born again, but but just because someone got born again, you know, if they got born again with a bald head, they're going to have a bald head <laughs> when they come up from the altar. If you they know. got born again with dandruff; they're going, they're going, up, dandruff, and, and they're going to show dandruff God and heals when they, they have a good does, That's right. right. And, just, and if they get born again, their mind. The way they looked at things for all of the time up until the time they got born again, their fleshly mind and will and emotions are going to see things the same way they saw them before in a lot of in a lot of sense and so the process of the salvation of the soul where Paul mentioned there in first thessalonians five twenty three I pray God that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. The process of saving the soul is the journey that we if you are a Christian. If you have accepted Christ in your life, then the journey begins at that point for the salvation of the soul. The journey begins where our minds are renewed, our wills are transformed, our emotions are conformed, that we begin to learn how to train our emotions, we begin to bring our will into subjection to His will, we begin to have our, our, our mind changed and transformed much like a butterfly, you know, a larva is changed yeah. into a butterfly. It's yeah. still a, butterfly, even though it's in that cocoon, but the process of transformation is a process. And you know what I think a lot of times, people get real frustrated with themselves and they think, well, why do I act this way if I'm a Christian? Or you hear people say this a lot of times, if you're a good Christian, you wouldn't do this yeah, or you right. wouldn't do that. But really, what, what the issue there is, is in that arena, in that particular arena of their life... They may be a born again Christian with the Spirit of God on the inside of them, but in that particular arena of their life, their mind and their will and their emotions may not be renewed to whatever oh, God's will is. That is
0: so so good because I remember, you know, I remember getting coming to Christ, getting saved at age thirteen. Yes, and I knew. I mean, I just when I got up from that altar, I knew something happened. I was different on the inside. I had to be recreated. Christ in me was my hope of glory. I was the temple of the Holy Spirit. My Spirit was saved. Yes, which is what I really am. My mm-hmm. spirit was saved. I was a new, I was a new creature, and I was different. And from that point of time, I didn't have spiritual problems. Exactly. My spirit was fine. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes, but then I go out a week later and do just like you said, mm-hmm. and do something. Well, you know, Paul probably said it best. He said, "Man, I don't want to do right, but I do wrong." <laughs> I mean, even if, so I mean, if Paul says that, there's hope for all of us. There you, know? you go. So he said, "I don't want to do wrong," and so I go out and I mess up bad. And in my ear, I hear. Well, now you know, really, nothing really happened Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. You know, if if you you went up there, you know, shed a few tears and you know got emotional, but if you something really happened to you, you wouldn't have done that. Well, my spirit was still fine; I hadn't broke my relationship with God. That's right. Still, that's right. But my mind and my will and my emotions were not yet
1: saved. Yes, they were in the pro, and that's a lifetime process. Yes, and you know, uh, whenever Paul was talking about that, there in Romans, I mean, he was talking about. Man, when I want to do the things that I would, <laughs> he yeah. said, I end up doing the very things I don't want to do. He, right. said, he said, Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body? In other words, who's going to do it? Then he Then he makes a statement in Romans chapter 8. He says, there is therefore now no condemnation for yeah. those in Christ Jesus who walk after the Spirit. He goes on down in that chapter to say, if we have the Spirit of Christ in us, that Spirit of Christ that's within us will ultimately quicken or bring life to our mortal bodies. And so, so, you know, Dwight, it's a, it's a journey. And the thing I want to address here is that, You've experienced it. I've experienced I'm sure that all of our listeners that have accepted Christ have experienced this, that frustration with yourself, yeah. where you get into that mud yeah, and you why think, did do that? why did I do that? Why did I do that again? It's like, why did I do that for the umpteenth time? You know, Lord, I know this is not good. I know it's not your will. I know you don't want me to do it. But see, Paul said in Galatians 2.20, Dwight, he says, I do not frustrate the grace of God. Oh, For if righteousness came by the law or my ability to be right— then he said, if righteousness came by the law, then he said, I, I'm frustrating grace. He said, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives within me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who mm-hmm. loved me mm-hmm. and gave himself for me. And when we get into that frustration mode, we just always have to go back to the fact that if God loved us and cared enough for us, that even when we were enemies, I think yeah. Romans chapter five, then around the eighth or ninth verses, even when we were enemies, he demonstrated his love for us by sending Jesus to die for us. If, 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 God loved us so much that he would send Jesus even when we were enemies. In us accepting Christ and receiving his work and receiving salvation and receiving that by faith, we have to realize that this walk that we're on is a walk of grace. It has to be. We have to, even, even in our failures, why? I did yeah. a teaching one time. It's, it's really bizarre, but I did a series called How to Fail how when you when you <laughs> fail, when you do get frustrated, what is what do you do? Do yeah. you just give up on God? do you quit church do you do you quit in life no that's the processes that we go through for the salvation of the soul that's the processes where we learn to receive with meekness the engrafted word that's the processes where we learn to repent change our way of thinking. We repent and turn and change our way of thinking to see things the way God sees things and to understand that the consequences are still the same, but we are learning how to walk above the situation of committing an act that would frustrate us, or when we do commit an act that would frustrate us, we learn how to walk above that. We learn to really, if you want to know the truth, we learn to humble ourselves and put God first in every situation. Hmm. And in that process... He, I've I've done this to what I've gone three or four years at a time dealing with something in my life, and then all of a sudden I'll turn around one day and I think where did that go? Yeah, you know, and that was it was gone, and you it, didn't know it. It was gone, and I didn't know it, and that was that salvation of the soul process <laughs> yeah. that happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, we're glad you us today on local matters. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, along with Pastor Ron Allen, and we're talking about the difference between salvation of the soul and the new birth. And we established earlier that uh, we're spirit, soul, and body. Yes. We live in the body. We're spirit beings. When cry when we repent of our sins by grace through faith, we confess with our mouth, we believe in our heart. Christ comes in. Our spirits are changed. We mm-hmm. become a new creature in Christ <laughs> Jesus. Boom. End of story. Yes. It's done. It's done. And 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 we're ready. We're heaven ready. We're ready to go. But it's that mind and will will and emotions. That that's where that's yes, you know that, that's, that's the battlefield. That's the, the battlefield. Yep. And so we spend. It, I love the way you say. It is a process, and at that point in time, it's about training or renewing, as the King James says, renewing. And it's walking. And I love the term you use. While I go, it's a, it's a walk of grace. And by grace, we mean you know God's ability in us, working through us, the ability of God working yes. through us, helping us to do things or not do things that we couldn't
1: <laughs> do on our own. Remember right about yes, that? Yes. And you know what? I just want to encourage our listeners uh don't give up yeah good night I, don't give up don't don't be so quick and don't be so don't be so quick to give up and to be so hard on yourself if you if you are experiencing this process. You know, one of the things that I've learned over the years, Dwight, is when I feel this process happening, I begin to feel frustrated. I begin to feel like I'm a failure. I begin to feel like, how am I going to make it? That is the process of sanctification or separation yeah. where God is bringing me through, training and transforming my mind to begin to see things the way he really sees things. And, you know, the thing I've discovered is he He's not giving up on me no he's not giving up on us while that's happening you know what he understands the culture what we're bombarded with he understands what we're thinking about the pressures and all he understands that so if you feel that frustration you know just learn not to give up on yourself don't give up because that process is working in your life
0: we're happy with us this afternoon on local matters we're talking about the difference between salvation of the soul and the new birth and we're back with more in just a moment Hey, glad to have you back. around are Local Matters. Your host, Dwight Henry, along with Pastor Ron Allen the phrase that we use a lot in church circles around is saving of the soul. Oh, We're talking yeah. about phrases in church that you know maybe we don't fully understand and certainly a lot of folks that uh, just listen every day don't but when we've talked about the fact that there's a difference between the soul and the spirit and the body. Yes. We're spirit beings. That's what we are. God's a spirit. We're a spirit. We live in a body temporarily which we'll lay down at some point in time and uh, when the spirit leaves the body, the body dies. Yes. I mean the body's temporary mm-hmm. but we have a soul of shrimp, a mind, will and emotions. Our spirit gets saved it gets saved it's instantaneous it's yes. one it's done and uh and but but this soul thing this mind will and motions it is a lifelong <laughs> yes. project and you touched on something just before the break there is that you know we I, i've got I, I i've called them handles in my life it's like it's like a handle that maybe and i don't want to look for a devil behind every bush but it's like a handle that you know that the devil can kind of grab a hold of and mm-hmm. and i've been weak there before and vulnerable before and he's going to keep grabbing it until i until i learn the lesson and i get frustrated because i did that again i did mm-hmm. that again and, and you were talking about people that may be frustrated like that that are out there and but but for me or you or anyone listening to wallow in condemnation no, over that no, we're no, not no. justifying sin don't misunderstand no. me. we're not saying oh don't worry about it no 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 you you, you we, we're not justifying that at all but for for a person out there to say i've just this has been 10 years i've been doing this mm-hmm. i'm saved i was born again i know that but i just you know but to wallow in condemnation over that
1: flies in the face of what the bible tells yes, us. yes and really dwight it that if the truth be known wallowing in condemnation will Feed that. Yeah. It actually, that's what the Lord did when He broke the power of condemnation. That's what Romans 8, there's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus who walk after the Spirit. Well, walking after the Spirit means you keep walking, it yeah. means you keep going. I think it's Colossians 2 6, it says, As you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk you in Him. Oh, well, yes. how did you receive Him? If you're like me, you were a mess. <laughs> I mean, it's like you really needed Him. And so, yeah. As you walk this walk out and you realize, my gosh, my spirit's recreated. I'm born again. I'm a new creature. But now why am I still falling into this particular area? Why do I think like this? It it takes mercy. It's the mercies of God. It's not God condemning you. It's not God trying to find fault with you. It's not God trying to play you like a puppet and catch you in something. You know, people got all these crazy ideas, but see, those are ideas that are not conformed to the Word of God. They're not renewed by God's way of thinking. And, you know, it really, uh, uh, Dwight, concerns me sometimes when I th- hear people say these things about how, how uh, you know, God playing them, or it's just yeah. God is so much bigger than this in regard to God us. gave me a whipping. Oh, I know. It's oh, just, man, that's not the new covenant. No, it, it's not that God doesn't chasten you. It's not that God doesn't correct you. He does. But he's not going to give you a car wreck and pneumonia to do that. Yeah. Yeah, really. It's,
0: it, that chest in the New Testament is a is a prick of the spirit. Yes, and, and your your new create your new creature says. Ooh, yes, that's not who you that's are. That's That's right. And it's not breaking your leg, giving no, you pneumonia, taking no. your job, killing your dog. No, it's not any of that. No. God doesn't do that Anuka, but he will that new creature that you are will be offended by that action and you'll know down there, oh, that's not who yes, I am. That's, yes. that chest, that's Ro- what that is Ro- 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 in the Yes, new
1: Romans chapter two actually says it's the goodness of God that leads us to yeah. repentance. So when we think about repentance, that's another word. We probably should do a whole series on yeah, really. repentance because People have this idea that you can't repent unless you're sobbing or crying in an altar. Literally, you can repent driving down the road. You can say, Lord, I see this differently. I missed it. I missed it. I see it the way you see it. My mind is being renewed to the way you see it. I am turning around my way of thinking the goodness of god leads me into repentance it's not car accidents tornadoes and hurricanes and yeah. all that sort of thing the, those happen but the scripture says the reason those happen is because the whole earth is groaning and travailing it's like a the earth is like a woman in childbirth having this having the sons of god manifest here yeah. on the earth but dwight we have to realize that this whole process this whole journey god intended for it to be this way he wants us to get to know him and knowing him is so much enjoyable when you realize that he's working with you, he's not working against you. (laughs) No, he's for us, not against (laughs) you.
0: Hey, we're glad you're with us today on Local Matters. I'm your host, Dwight Henry, along with Pastor Ron Allen. We're talking about this phrase, saving of the soul. And you touched on something, Pastor Ron, a minute ago about renewing of your mind. And you said, as simple as it sounds, you know— you renew your mind by getting the Word of God into your mind. Yes, and be it by preached, be it by read, be it what you know, what by whatever methods. In other words, to renew your mind, it just simply means you're remodeling it. You're putting wow. new stuff. Wow, in. Wow, what a great word. I mean, and you know, I used to say, you know, you know, you pull the old stuff out and put the new stuff in. But I'm telling you, what I'm learning in my life is that when that new stuff goes in, that re- that power, that Word, when it becomes real, gets written on your heart. You put in the new, it drives out the old. Wow. It's a more powerful word. It's well, an eternal. It, it's an unchanging well, word. And so renewing your mind is just a simple remodeling, putting new stuff in, and that will th- then change your thought patterns. It'll change your actions. Yes. It'll change
1: your reactions. It will change your life. It changes your emotions. It yeah. changes the way you feel. It changes the way you look at things. changes your paradigm. changes your perspective. And, you know, Dwight, I think that one of the things – this is something I've discovered that yeah. the problem with the truth – Is it never changes? Yeah, I know. It will never change. (laughs) The truth, no matter how bad we want it to. Sometimes, no matter how much our emotions, our feelings, culture, Washington, no matter what anybody says or does, Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." His viewpoint, and really, the scripture calls the view and opinion of God the glory of God. Yeah, it's God's viewpoint. It's His glory. It's His way of looking at things. It's His redemptive act by sending Christ to die for us. It's His. It's His overcoming power that lives in us every day. It's. It's His mercies that rest upon us when we need that forgiveness when we need to learn how to repent sometimes Dwight I don't even know how to repent he has to show me how to think in order for my life to function the way he intended for it to but I can guarantee you this whenever I do function that way there is prosperity and blessing and life and peace and relationship restoration and everything that goes along with that that's why he wants our minds to be renewed and the more the minds are remodeled the
0: more that word of God gets in our minds is written on their heart. That becomes our. That that's not second nature. It becomes first nature. So, so we react out of that. Yeah. We act out of it. Christ in us. We're living to mm. to to live as Christ, to die as gain. Paul says. And and you know, you said something. Uh, I've heard you say it more than once at a church. And you said, now, faith does not deny reality. No, it doesn't. Faith does. does not deny reality. So, you know, we're not denying reality, but faith changes reality. Mm-hmm. And the Word of God can change your reality, can change that as it gets, because we start to live. And instead of saying, uh, go, I'm just worried to death. Not mm-hmm. one thing to worry about. It's another. If we get a if we remodel our mind with this truth, it says when Isaiah says, that will keep him in perfect peace. Whose yes. mind is stayed on yes, thee yes, because yes. he trusts thee. If if my mind is remodeled with that, then when something comes along that would bring pressure on me or bring stress or anxiety or worry into my life, then if I've got that written down there, it's a strong it's it's driven out that worrying phrase mm-hmm. and my mind's gonna say, Whoa, 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 no, 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 no. My I, God you said You'll keep me in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me because I trust you. I'm in perfect—my emotions may not say that, but this is the word that never yes. changes. This is the eternal word of God. Thank you that I can stand perfect peace because my mind is stayed on me, I trust you. And you can't think that and say that and move like that and stay under all that—you yeah. know, that's just one little truth, yes. one little principle. All the,
1: other, all the other stuff, really, if you think that's it, a lie. It's yeah. deception. What is the truth? I, he will keep me in perfect peace if my mind is stayed on Him. And That's the
0: truth. Yeah,
1: that is the truth, and all the other things that come are not reality, even though they may appear real. Even though they 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 come to me in life, there is a higher plane of truth, and that is God's word. That is God's way. You know, Dwight, you wrote the book, The Relax Factor, and I tell you what, it's a great book. That is a principle that you bring out over and over and over again in that book. And, and, I mean, I'd encourage our listeners to get that book. It's uh, The Relax Factor. I guess people can go on Amazon. Amazon.com,
0: yeah, The Relax Factor, Five Open Secrets to Winning a War. And I appreciate you yeah. mentioning that, Pastor Ron, because it's it's my personal journey. I mean, we touched on it before, but, I mean, I went through a period of time where depression had me captivated, uh-huh. paralyzed in the bed, and, and and getting my mind renewed and remodeled yes. to de- the truth has brought me to a point where, Glory to God. I don't say I say this by the grace and mercy of God. I don't worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Now I get tempted to sure, but sure. I know what to do. I pull from that truth. I pull from those facts like those truths like Isaiah twenty six three.
1: Dwight, that will work with lack. Anything. That will work with sickness. That will work with any issue in our life. But what we're talking about here now is the saving of the soul. That's it. You see, our spirits are born again when we receive Christ as our savior. And you could do that as a child, but the process of your mind thinking the way God thinks and seeing things the way God thinks. The process of your emotions being governed by something stronger than you, the process of your feelings being subjected to something other than a whim is the process of the saving of the soul. Yeah. It's the process that God uses Ooh, to bring us good. to bring us to the place that He can get us to peace and to plenty. And I mean uh, of course, this book—you know—we don't talk about it very much, but it's called the Relax Factor. the The examples of this book, the examples in this book, are so awesome about bringing that rest to yeah. us. But, but the truth of it is, you can use those principles in regard to saving the soul with anything in life, any issue you may be facing. Child rearing, maybe you're facing a tough time at your job, maybe you're facing lack, maybe there's something going on in a relationship. Whatever you can. Use those same principles to bring the saving of the soul, the renewing of the mind, to be an overcomer. It's been good. Well, it has, man. I'll tell you. Let's pick it up next Friday. (laughs) You want to? Okay.
0: Happy you could be with us uh, this Friday (laughs) (laughs) afternoon, your host, Dwight Henry, along with Pastor Ron Allen. We've been talking about the phrase the saving of the soul, and we look forward to joining you next Friday at the same time for local matters.